Hey, thanks for signing up. It is Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. It is Public Beta Podcast, episode 84. Your host this week, myself, Lee Ann Reed. Oh. <laughs> what? That was your same reaction to learning they're making, they're making a, uh, a family-friendly Witcher series on Netflix. Oh, I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, that's not... It's kind of like... That's not very good. That's the same reaction when they have a new, uh, a new Be- like, flavor. I, I, I don't understand. Sauce at McDonald's. Yeah, I don't, underst- I don't understand the the reasoning behind it because any child that watches it, they're gonna be like animated, okay. animated, and they're gonna be like, okay, well, I'm gonna go look at more Witcher stuff, and it's just gonna be like Geralt cleaving dudes in half and fucking this demons. Is, this is the same reason that China's not in the uh, Hall of Fame, though, right? What? Oh, like, I think I'm the country. I'm like, what the fuck? The country, yeah. Time's out, baby. Uh, no, yeah, that was, wasn't that uh, Paul Levesque's reasoning? He's just like, yeah, we'll like, put her in the Hall of Fame, and yeah, people are going to Google her. And kids see. will Google her, and they'll see her tits. And shit. See her fucking. Well, it's the same thing with the, yeah, he turned into Vince McMahon mid-impression there. Uh, Disney and HBO's blah, 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 blah. Tudum event. Tudum. Is, okay, so Netflix is doing, like, a streaming, like, revealing... Stranger Things and things like that. They're doing like a, a online event and it's called Tudum. Uh, and I believe that's supposed to be an onomatopoeia for the sound Netflix makes before you play a show. Oh. That doo-doo. Okay. I think. It's hosted by the uh, the Toothless Kid from sure. Stranger Things. That's, that's rude. I should know his name by this point. <laughs> um, it's in a lot of shit. Anyway, yeah. The you Witcher know- <laughs> Season 2 premieres December 17th. The Witcher Blood Origin is expected in 2022. I believe that's the animated Witcher thing. So they're just going. No, we've already seen the Nightmare of the Wolf was the animated movie that already came out. Okay, so this is the family-friendly movie they're making then, the animated one. They have blood right in the title. I I don't like I (laughs) like I'm hard to believe that they're making a family friend or family-friendly Witcher thing. It has like like, it's full of tits and violence and rape and like horrible, disgusting. Things, like, Did you ever watch a movie growing up where your parents were maybe familiar with a like edited down for TV version of a movie, and then you like rented it, but they're like, yeah, it's fine because they'd seen it fifty times, not not knowing that there's stuff in an unedited cut. So you start watching like Conan the Barbarian, and like sh- fucked up shit is happening. Never happened to you? <laughs> no, no just me. Right. I, it's, uh, well, I here we are. remembering that that far back. <laughs> here we are in. Uh, well, it's like the you take your kid to violent movies until they start remembering things, right? So until like three years old or so, you can take your kid to Terminator. He's not gonna. He's not gonna remember it, or he will remember it and it'll scar him for life. That's the you gotta roll the dice, you know. Fucking gamble, dude. I watched Terminator. I remember going to Calgary, twelve-hour ride, and I watched Calgary Terminator Two, just like on repeat, like one, like right after each other. It was great. I mean, maybe the greatest action movie of all time. Maybe it's possible. It's yeah, it's in contention. It's in the conversation for certainly. Uh, I finally blocked my first uh, phrase on Twitter. And it's, it's, it's a normie meme, and it's happening right now to us. It's October 2nd as we uh, record this. Happy birthday to my brother-in-law, Derek. Uh, we, uh, it's, it's the September 30th versus October 1st meme. We're just like something becomes spooky, so it'll be like a picture of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. I, I can't. Everybody did it. Everybody thinks they're so fucking hilarious because they put a pumpkin on... on ah. Jesus, Reed. It's making me angry. I haven't had a lot of time to play video games this week, admittedly, but I believe it's all kind of running together here. Did you beat Half-Life 2 this week, and we haven't yet talked about that? Yes. Because it was last weekend we were playing Ghost of Tsushima. You were going off about it. Right. Uh, Uh, Yeah, but I actually beat it this time. I beat it on the stream. I was kind of playing off the last session, and then it only took a few hours, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm all done now. Um, 
Yeah, it was it was perfectly fine. Uh, I like the end bit when they take away all your guns and they instead give you like the super gravity gun to so you could pick up dudes instead. I was like, this is fucking great. I should have had this gun for at least half the game because this is all I would have been using. This is fucking awesome. Is um, there a, a path for a new game plus or is it no? It's just like time, it brings yeah. you right back. Like goddamn, a classic source just brings you a dead ass back to the main menu right after. It's just like whatever, fuck. Like no, no yeah, no thrills or anything, you know. Um, so <laughs> no post credit scene. Yeah, no post. Yeah, I, yeah, there was. <laughs> I don't even remember. But yeah, uh, what, what can I fucking say? Like the gunplay is good. The 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 physics mechanics are obviously a lot of fun and stuff like that. I couldn't give less than a fuck about the story. Like it it did nothing to fill me in as a new player about what the fuck is going on. Um. You did intentionally not play Half-Life 1, though. Right, you, you but... Could have, you could have ramped up. <laughs> right, I could have ramped up if I wanted to. I'm just saying that, like, if it was a good game, it would have given me a little something, a little something, something. Um, the characters, I just... <laughs> the characters were all right, I guess. Like, Alex. like a video montage recap of... But could you imagine going to see any movie... Like, when you go to a movie or start a video game when you are very familiar with what happened in the previous game are you expecting that sizzle reel i don't think so well i knew what happened in half-life one which is they opened a portal to the zen and then gordon fucking stopped it and then the g-man like puts him in stasis and he's like hey i'll see you fucking later then half-life 2 opens with g-man putting him out of stasis because he's like you gotta go like you know you're needed again because that's what i'm here for and i'm like okay but then it's just like the combiner here and I'm like, all right, so like, I guess they just came here and invaded one in seven hours and that was it. Like that's like, surely there's more to it than that. And it didn't seem like there was to me, despite I, my ex- I wouldn't be the person to correct you. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I know there's like Half-Life Alex, which is, would be a prequel to two, I think. Sure. But yeah, anyway, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> Like, obviously, if, I'm sure if I was playing this in 2004 and I've never played a game like this, like, so, it would have been fucking mind-blowing. <laughs> so um, the question is, having played Half-Life 2 now, do you understand why, because they didn't immediately follow it up with a sequel, that to do a sequel, to do a Half-Life 3 proper now, it has some kind of, like, lofty expectational bar set for it just because of what, you know... But the, it, you're, you're saying it's not revolutionary. You're saying it's just a very, very good one of these. Right, but I'm saying if I had played this in 2004 and I never played, like, any first-person shooters, really, at that time, yeah, it would have been fucking mind-blowing. Like, it would have been pretty fucking mind-blowing. Um, it's like Baby's First FPS? Is that what you're saying it's popular? It's not that it's Baby's <laughs> First FPS, but it, it laid the groundwork, for sure, for modern narrative first-person yeah. shooters. So I, but I played it in 2021 after I've played fucking right. decades worth of first person shooters. So at this point, it is nothing special, unfortunately. You played it after playing, uh, what was it? Something the Masquerade Vampire. Yeah, vampires. Um, yeah, so the bar's already you're you're coming down at that point. So yeah, that's that's I guess the point would be like Half Life Three can't come out and just be like a Call of Duty clone or like that kind of shooter. It would need yeah, it would I, need something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What the, they would just have to have some fucking gimmick. But like, do you even release Half Life Three at this point? Like, what was the last game that Valve fucking released? Uh, Half Life Alex. But that's yeah. But that's like that's their VR it. department. Like, is that even their main Let's, team? I mean, I can look it up. Valve. Valve. Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, so 
Half-Life 2. There it is. I'm quickly approaching the end of the Outlaw Pass. This is Outlaw Pass 3 uh, on Red Dead Online. If you complete all the Outlaw Passes, you get the Halloween Outlaw Pass, or whatever it's going to be called, uh, for free. Uh, so I already have enough gold to buy that pass, should I somehow biff this. Uh, but it, it's free gold. It's free real estate, Reed. So it, it behooves you to, to beat the pass and get all the rewards. Oh, and yeah. the uh, clothes and hats and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Valve... Transition to services, virtuality, half-life, games. Here we are. This is a list of Valve games. So, I mean, Counter-Strike is still... They have have so many legacy games that just keep getting played uh, into the ground. So Half-Life Alex would be their last major release. Dota Overlords Artifact before that, which I believe is already defunct. The Lab... Uh, Left 4 Dead Survivors expansion. That was we're already back in 2014 now. After after me saying four things, so Counter Strike, Dota, uh, even Left 4 Dead to a lesser extent. These are the games that that I, people are still playing Team Fortress Two. Oh yeah. Surely. Oh yeah. Um, they just can't quit that fucking game. Like you could absolutely you could release a Team Fortress Three. You know, like you could, you could hire very, you know, yeah. skilled and talented individuals to reconceptualize that in like a post Overwatch world and just take that crown. Like people, yeah. people like. They're clearly, yeah, they're clearly good fucking games, and they're still being supported in some ways, which is wild, like, with the Left 4 Dead stuff. I really hope my mic picked up my cat. He was getting really into the scratches, and then shakes so hard and slobbered everywhere, and his collar was shaking. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he he gets really into the ear scratches big time. Um, But yeah, like, fuck... They're rolling in the money, so I I see why they don't even need to fuck with making, like, another AAA release got the empire they built the empire and they're just yeah yeah they're just like whatever man we're just chilling um so yeah you know whatever fuck good for them so i'm not gonna be hula and hollering if uh if they were released a half-life 3 because it's right i'll be like yeah i'll play it uh <laughs> like by all accounts half-life alex is a, is a very neat game yeah uh, i've watched a full playthrough of it uh, i'm not gonna buy the the most expensive vr rig to to play it hopefully when like stuff like the ps5 vr comes out and stuff like that and we have those controllers they can release kind kind of a dumbed down experience yeah uh, like you played super hot vr but you played it on did you play it on playstation vr or pc playstation yeah so that like you get the you get the experience absolutely uh but with the with the like oculus controls or with the the touch and the finger sensitive stuff it's a little more nuanced um and i haven't played a lot of that admittedly so anyways red dead online uh, if I have to beat this this pass. There's a number of ways you can go about this. I've talked about this before. You have your main dro- job roles. So I was just uh, just running bounty hunter missions. Yeah. Uh, you know, putting on a big feathered cap, tying people up, shooting them. Uh, there was one mission where I had to take two people. So you can get a bounty hunter wagon, and it's basically like you get your own little jail car you can ride around, ride around with and uh, just fill it up with, with criminals. Uh, I didn't have that, but I had to kill two people and bring them back, and I was playing solo. So I stole someone's horse. Put one of the bodies on that horse, on my horse, and then rode that horse into town. When I entered the checkpoint to drop off the body, the horse disappeared, and me and the body on the back of the horse tumbled to the ground, and then the person disappeared. Oh, nice! Uh, but I did get credit. It was just a little bit of a immersion breaking there, <laughs> uh, which is funny in that game because it just prides itself on moment to moment being so fucking immersive. So when something really fucked up like that happens, take fifteen a- minutes to brush your horse. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good, and that's all that stuff is online too. And also, uh, going between Ghost of Tsushima and that game really fucks you up. Uh, if you remember, Red Dead Redemption Two had that, like they mixed. They're like, nope, it's time to mix up the formula. It's the same game we've been releasing for fifteen years, but now uh, pushing R two is just gonna pull your pistol out and shoot somebody. 
Uh, you have to hold L2, and then, like, man, it's still... Even when you're playing the game and you get used to it, it's fine. But if you play any other game and go back to Red Dead or Red Dead Online, it's so unintuitive. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, weird and stilted. No, they should honestly look uh, at Ghost of Tsushima for how they, how they find a nice middle ground between convenience and immersion. Because I feel yeah. like uh, Ghost of Tsushima... When Red Dead... You never, you never have wasted movement. Worse game. Yeah, sir. You never uh, have wasted just, movement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you if you walk by a dresser and just hammered the R two button to pick things up in Red Dead, would you would it ruin your immersion? If you didn't see him open that drawer to pick up that tuna can, yeah, like you'd be like, ah, oh, fucking ruined. Yeah, at, <laughs> like, yeah. At that point, you got to make a decision either to either like make the character get into the position right away to open the drawer, or it just opens without the need of an animation of him opening it with his hand. Yeah. Like, it's just a fucking a, drawer. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, like, L.A. Noir was the place for that game, because that's a slow, like, methodical, not-action game. It's it's an adventure game. It's a point-and-click at, at heart. That's fine in that game. But in Red Dead, it, it wants to have that cinematic quality to it, and I get it, and it's, and it's cool, and it's a thing they absolutely accomplished in that game. But then the game ends up being 80 hours long. Yeah. And that first house you get into, when you open that first drawer, you're like, wow, look at the animations. This is incredible. I hope this isn't the speed at which he opens drawers the entire game. And, uh, and it is. Sure enough. Sure enough. <coughs> so I uh, have that to play. I've yep. been playing a shitload of Pokemon Silver on the 3DS. Oh, bro. Not, bro. Even, not even the DS one, but the, the original Game Boy Color release just yeah, on bro, your I just, uh, I just started playing Pokemon Sword again. <laughs> this is the time of year for Pokemon. Autumn. That's uh, that's when it. Yeah, takes. well, I, we like, got we got the remakes coming out in a month, uh, so you yeah, getting back into it, game prepped, getting ready. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm excited for those, and then uh you know a couple months after that we got that Arceus, which is looking real nice. Yeah, so. man. Uh, what's really cool in Sword right now? I guess I haven't played it in a while, but the they always change the Pokemon, the max raids that you just see randomly online every every sure. every so often. So this month, I guess I'm seeing like randomly. It's all the starters from Sun and Moon, and they all have hidden abilities, which is fucking awesome. So that's cool. like Incineroar with Intimidate, um, that fucking fairy water type. I don't remember its name, but it has the move where all sound attacks become water type, which oh, is the, really nice. The thing, uh, what the fuck is that? Prim, 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 prim yeah, prim, prim, the, prim, the the mermaid prim, thing. Prim, prim, a mermaid thing. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it is. But yeah, it's pretty. that's pretty fucking sweet. Pre-Marina. Yeah, but basically just building up the roster, getting everything ready for uh, the Diamond and, and Pearl remakes. By all accounts, yeah. Lee, the only Pokemon you will see in that is every Pokemon from Gens 1 to 4, and nothing past Fine that. Fine by me. Yeah, I, that, 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 <laughs> yeah that, I think that's a fair compromise because it is like the original games in that sense. Um, yeah. and Does it, that it include is, Pokemon that aren't in Sword and Shield right now? What do you mean? As far as you know? Like, are we able to trade between the Diamond and Pearl remakes and Sword and Shield, and are there Pokemon You said everything, in? I think, I don't know if you can trade directly between Sword and Shield, but, uh, like, home. yeah, you can just home everything. Um, because cool. everything and the goes, GTS is back, right? I don't know if the GTS is back or not, I have no idea about that. Was. Um, yeah. but waiting to see how that turns out, so I'm, I'm kind of excited in that regard, uh, because at least, at least when they'll say it's all gens one through four at least i can like pick my favorites from those gens so at least i can get my hound doom back and shit like that it's just gonna be a bummer that like man i got like a hundred pokemon that i spent all this time getting perfect for competitive play and i'll only be able to bring over like half of them 
when Houndoom comes back, you're just going to send it out. There's going to be a 20 minute pop. And then Houndoom's just going to cut a fucking promo. Yeah. No, it cuts, it cuts the commercial break after the 20 minute cheering. It comes back to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yes. I got see. Now I'm going to have to call my Houndoom CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Houndoom yeah. Punk. So how's uh, silver going, brother? It's going amazing. Uh, I'm I'm playing that game in a very difficult way in that I am uh, cycling out a team and I have not Nuzlocke rules, but I kind of have my own uh, rules as well as trying to catch every Pokemon I come across. So really slow burning it. Yeah. And uh, finding I'm running out of resources, like you run out of money. So I'm uh, specifically looking for people that that I can rebattle with the uh, the the Pokey the Pokey Watch uh, phone thing where they'll call me. I can battle them over and over again. They can give me money. Uh, but I am moving forward. I'm in Cianwood now. I have to get the medicine for the Ampharos in uh, in Olivine or whatever that place is with the, the lighthouse. <clears throat> Man, what a game. Yeah, it's... What a game that is. It's... it's Well, it's my childhood. It's... I played yes. Crystal... I've probably played Crystal 50 fucking times. Uh, <laughs> like, no joke. I've done everything on those games. So Silver and Gold are really weird for me because they have different sprites slightly and they don't yeah. animate uh crystal is when they introduced yeah, back anime in my sprites. day pokemon didn't even fucking move man they yeah were just like uh, so whenever i stand in there yeah so whenever i see gameplay of silver or gold i'm always like man it's so fucking weird uh but <laughs> they have the advantage of way better pokemon selection throughout the game especially gold with uh the electric sheep forget its fucking name um because no, crystal no. gets absolutely fucking shafted the only uh, fire Pokemon you can get before Victory Road is Growlithe or Ponyta. Start with Cyndaquil. Oh, yeah, is or, or Ponyta technically, but it's like literally the grass right before Victory Road where you can catch Ponytas. Um, it's a good thing you don't need fire types. <laughs> most expendable Pokemon type. They just I, all flash, man. They're I just I you don't really need them. I disagree. Um, <laughs> and then like electric Pokemon, you get Magnemites. In crystal and yeah, it's uh, or you can trade to get wow. a Voltorb if you want. Just did that the other day. Uh, yeah, fact. so it's just like your selection of Pokemon and crystal is absolutely fucking brutal. You have to hope you get one good ones and they hit it in the mystery eggs and stuff like that. Uh, I think it was uh, I think it was like no, it was two weeks ago already. But uh, last weekend, I uh, well, last Friday, I remember that the Lapras appears in the Union Cave on Fridays. On Fridays. Yes, <laughs> uh, but I did. I had Surf, like I had earned the HM, but I hadn't beaten the gym leader uh, that lets me use Surf. So suddenly it's nine p.m. and I have three hours. I'm not going to cheat the clock. That would be like who who am? Yeah. What is video games at that point? Uh, so I'm like, I, I gotta beat this gym leader, I gotta make my way through Union Cave, and my Pokemon, there's so many trainers in Union Cave when you go to the other floors, Yeah. my Pokemon were weak, like, compared to them, so it was like, it, it was like a Dark Souls, like, I was going into this cave, <laughs> I was fighting my way through, I was like, no, we gotta, we just have to min-max this, I have to put one Pokemon out front here that's that has the type advantage, and just over-level them a little bit, because otherwise this is gonna, I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna blow it. Uh, so then I found Lapras and caught it, and Lapras... Any, Lapras is always broken. Lapras is a very good Pokemon. Yeah. Especially to have early in the game, just like Gyarados in, in many ways. And then, of course, the next thing I have after uh, my escapades in Cienwood is uh, is the Lake of Rage and the Red Gyarados. Uh, I like the the mythos the or the pathos of the, the Johto region where it's not like creation myths and stuff like that. It's like, no, there's these ancient Pokemon. One lived in this tower. One lived in that tower. That tower burnt down. Also, there's these three legendary dogs that are in the basement. Also, like, all that shit, and, like, the Gyarados is, is has turned red, and he's 
yeah, angry. They're more uh, like things that existed but didn't necessarily influence anything directly. Yeah, it's like local legends and like history in a in a very yeah. Very it's, it's a very way. subtle game, uh, if that makes yeah. sense. It's it's really before because when you get to the Game Boy Advance games like emerald and stuff like that that's when they started to introduce a lot more of the tutorial side of things that's when they started to introduce a lot more of well it went away more from that cla- classic pixel art to something more akin to yeah. actual drawn art so it loses some of that um mystery yeah mystery yeah it's a good way to put it yeah mystery yeah. is a really good way to put it yeah um now, Lee, because like Gen three rolls around, they're like, okay, there's going to be an apocalypse. There's a ground Pokemon and a water yeah, Pokemon, yeah. And everybody's talking about it like, no, this sh- assuredly exists. Uh, whereas in Gold and Silver, it's just like, if you talk to old people, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, there used to be, you know, ho. They don't right. even know what it is. They don't have a name for it. And they don't call nev- them ho. Yeah, they and call them yeah, yeah. And there's never a clear direction, or you always get an idea of where you need to go in Silver, Gold, and Crystal. Yeah. But you're never exp- like they're always like, oh, you should go to Violet City and do the gym, or it's like, oh, when you get to Arctic City, you can go left or right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's like, it's like, oh yeah, you can go to Cinnabar. This is these other things to check out. Is um, it, isn't it Ecritique? Yeah, Ecritique City or something like that. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite towns in all of Pokemon. Yeah, and like you'll hear on the radio that Team Rocket has taken over, but you don't have like someone coming up to you and being like, "We need to stop Team Rocket. Come with me," and you get magically teleported to the rock to the Team Rocket radio tower. It's up to yeah. you to like discover that. Go there yourself. Not that it's very difficult. It's a children's game, but I like how they don't treat children like an idiot in the game, and they allow them to use their imagination a bit in a sense in that regard it's like pokemon uh black and white 2 they're like oh it's the first time pokemon has done a direct sequel and i'm like disagree pokemon gold and silver and crystal are way better sequels to red blue and yellow than black and yeah 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 and they're direct Um, sequels um with the only bad thing and i i have no idea why the fuck their what their decision making went into it when they made all of the Kanto gym leaders equally as tough or less so than the Elite Four that you just beat. Therefore, the entire Kanto region's an actual fucking joke when it comes to difficulty. I um, think it's like uh, chronology. Yeah, it's, yeah, I get what you mean. I uh, think they maybe like... intended for you to, like, you get there and you're like, wow, all these new Pokemon, and you make a new team. But the yep. amount of people that will actually do that is very minimal. Because I, what I, I think what we all love about Pokemon is uh, you make a team and you grow attached to these Pokemon by the time you get to your eighth badge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that, that leads into a question, Lee. Do you ever plan mm-hmm. out your teams before you start story mode? Uh, I used to very much. When I, when I had a very granular uh, understanding of like where all the Pokemon were and what, what team makeup, what, what Pokemon I like to use, absolutely, yeah. that used to be the case. Or when I focused on one type, when I'm just like, oh, I'm going to use yeah. basically dual types, but I'm going to mostly use water or whatever it's going to be. I used to do that more. Now, uh, I just I kind of roll with my favorites. In my case right now, because I'm using so many Pokemon, like I'm actively swapping out between 18 Pokemon in my reserve box. Damn. Uh, so I'm, I'm focusing on powerful Pokemon. I'm focusing on if I'm going to be underleveled, like Nicky Anish, if I'm going to be underleveled, <laughs> Uh, you know, level twenty fighting level twenty eights. I need a type advantage, and I need I need a motherfucker like Geodude. I need someone like 
you know, uh, uh, Pokemon that do not evolve, using a lot of, of those that are just powerful out the gate, uh, you know, swapping Lapras into the team, Azumarill. Uh, I, I started with Chikorita, just just because, uh, to roll with it. Totodile, I think, is my favorite Gen 2 starter, obviously. Oh, but, yeah, that's the one I started um, out with as a kid. Yeah, because what you need is a water type, because you're never going to come across those. Uh, <laughs> but then, and then later in the game, focusing on... Uh, for example, so I, I leveled up and had a Noctowl, and then I caught a Natu, and I'm like, oh, they happen to be opposing genders. I'm going to make an like I'm going to go look up an old Egg Move chart and see if if I can make a a Natu with some really like killer Noctowl moves or something like that. So I, that I put that in the back of my mind. Yeah. And at that point, I'll maybe stop leveling those up as much. I finally I got a Ditto, which is you know that's the key to the city in in Gen Two. We're just like all right. Uh, make as many Chikoritas as I want. Uh, but I, I'm not really focusing on that. I'm not focusing on those values at all in this game. Well, I'm no, you can't. With... You, in Gen, you can't. In Gen 2, yeah, yeah, in Gen 2, it's incredibly difficult to influence IVs yeah. and EVs, so it's not even fucking worth it. Yeah, so uh, so, so no. You you tend to. you Unless you're playing a new game with new Pokemon in it, you're not going to know who your favorites are heading in, right? You're not going to oh, know. Oh, me? It, it, very, yeah. it very much different differs depending on the game so like crystal i got so i was like i i knew where every pokemon was everywhere right so i would plan out my team specifically and uh nine times out of ten it was always the same thing i would never have any matching types on my team so all different types i would pick up very specific pokemon uh mostly based on uh how much i like their sprite especially in gen 2 because it is still like hardcore sprites um, like Nido King, Polyrath, Victory Bell, like these ones had the best fucking sprites and they look so cool. So I always went for mons like that. Um, by, so then when I restarted playing Pokemon like decades later when I was uh, a fucking adult and working where I work now, um, I started playing X and Y and that was more of like, I'll pick my starter, and then every time I get to a new route, I would look online at the Pokemon available in that route. Or I would just, like, go into the grass for, like, five minutes and keep on seeing what I what what I can find. And if I don't find anything, whatever, I would look it up at that point. And I would sure. see, like, what's the typing at? What, like, what, is it, like, what kind of stats am I looking at? Is that something I would want to put in my team? So it's a lot more experimental. So there's... And I never use pokemon that are in previous gens i always try to use pokemon i've never used before in that in that game right yeah um so it's always something different in that experience which is really fun um so i played x and y a few times so by the time i got to the end of that i was pre-planning my teams beforehand a bit by just looking at all the different routes and everything and i would try to spread and i would be like really try to spread it out too where i would be like getting my last team member around like the seventh badge sort of thing I was sure. I was very precise about it, um, and then Sun and Moon was kind of sort of the same thing, uh, just kind of winging it a lot more. Sword and Shield was definitely pretty winging it. I went into Sword and Shield knowing that I was going to go into competitive hardcore in this game, so uh, I never grew too attached to my story team because I knew that like as soon as the story's done, I'm putting them in the box. I'm never seeing them again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird like that what i what i've been thinking about doing honestly to remedy to that whenever i do just want to play story is making a second profile on my switch and just calling it like you know reads burner and then you start a game on that and you just play story on that account instead but the story's got to be worth it yeah 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 (laughs) i'm talking diamond pearl remakes 
Sure. Um, I, I mean, would it would it be so bad, Nintendo, to offer multiple fucking fi- like if if right? I'm subscribed to Home, can I not have multiple save files? And if I want to dump my starter and keep restarting and doing that, it, it's so easy to do that. It's just more involved of a process. I'm going to do it anyways, whether there's a GTS or not. So if I'm subscribing, if I'm giving you that extra money, then what is the what is the downside of having the extra file? If I want two legendaries, I still have to beat the game to get duplicates. I don't fucking get it. Yeah, it, they're yeah, they're weird like that. Um, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping the overall UI for Pearl and Diamond remake for online is a lot simpler and streamlined because the the no, whole. I want them to take the exact Nintendo DS. I just want them to to res it. Yeah, it's, it's just all those like weird digital displays and shit. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to Diamond Pearl. I'm probably just gonna wing my story team for that. I'm going to try as much as I can to, like, I know I'm gonna want to rush it so I can get to end game and start breeding and do all the things I really like doing. Gross. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I know. Um, but I'm gonna try to really just sit there and enjoy the actual main story because uh, by a lot of people's accounts, Diamond Pearl and Platinum are really good games. Um, so I should try to just actually fucking play Pokemon for what it really is supposed to be played for, and that's the main story, yeah. uh, even though I love competitive. <laughs> the thing that's fun about these remakes is it, it other than when they got through the first and second one, which I was just so intimately whatever, I really like the, uh, the Ruby and Sapphire remakes because it felt like it had been a long time since I played those games. Yeah. So similarly, playing these, I'm like, I don't remember... Like, I'm sure it'll come flooding back as soon as I start playing the game. But, like, I don't remember the, the town's layout. I don't remember, like, the story beats or anything like that. Just just little glimpses in my mind. So, yeah. Uh, from that from that perspective, it's uh, it's exciting. You're going to get Diamond. I'm going to get Pearl. Is that, what, is that what we're doing? Oh, uh, I'd be fucking down for that, yeah. I'm going to yeah. get Diamond, I think. You get that big, stupid uh, quadruped uh, dragon. I got all of them. All, I got, like, three copies of them all in my fucking <laughs> home yeah. now. I'll get the one with the dick neck that can. Yeah, I, I must have like a, I must have like a like fifty legendaries in my goddamn game now. Oh, they were just giving away a shiny Celebi. I don't know if you got in on that. Oh, they were fuck. I think you, yeah, I think you fucking missed it. The pink Celebi. The uh, uh, the only b- bummer of playing the uh, the 3ds. I'm, uh, I'm looking. This, of, I'm of looking this shit up. <laughs> yeah, go 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 for it. Uh, the only thing that's a bummer about playing the... I don't know if they they did this or not. In uh, in Pokemon Crystal on eShop, which you can also buy on eShop, if you have a 3DS still read, I would recommend that. I don't know if you do. That's uh, a good way to play it because the battery's never going to die on you. But the uh, the Celebi event, they're in the Azalea Forest or whatever, or Azalea Town. Oh, man, I'm getting everything crossed here. But there was a Celebi event uh, in that forest where you, you would then catch it, and there was a little storyline that went with it. And I think it was given away as a promo code oh, or a mystery yeah, gift or that, some shit. That was something I actually want to talk about with those games too. Was uh, not just the mystery in the sense of the actual game kayfabe. Uh, yeah. But like all the like, oh, did you know if you like only have grass Pokemon and go into Azuria Forest and go into the shrine part and click A three times and Celebi will show up or some shit? Oh, dude, you're that you're talking. That's that's too new. Did you know you could get Yoshi in a uh, Pokemon Red? And Togepi, you know they were in there, and then you would have kids on the playground that swore they they sw- swore they did it. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, man, I caught a 150, uh, 153. That would be every Pokemon, including Mew, Togepi, and Yoshi." Yeah, and, and then, by the way, why isn't Yoshi in Pokemon? That should that should happen. <laughs> and then like <laughs> uh, like I've never ever gotten Ho Oh in um and like any t- I've still haven't gotten Ho Oh legitimately in those games. 
Sure. Um, because I can't be bothered to track. D- I don't know how to track. I've never looked up how to track down the three legendary dogs accurately. <laughs> like I've, ne- I've never been able to figure it out. So I just don't fuck with that. I don't so, know if they changed it in the remake, but in the original one, they would just they would alternate between certain routes. So as soon as you encountered them, you could look up in the Pokedex what area they were currently in. So you would just go between two zones, and you would like walk in, check your Pokedex, walk out. And if they were in the area you were in, then you would search the grass and you'd find them pretty quick. Hmm. There, there it is. Pro tip. Yeah, old man, old man uh, Pokemon over here. And then like, um, yeah, all man getting Lugia, getting the metal coat so you could get Scizor and Steelix. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, all these great fucking moments in that game. Um, I was gonna say the uh, the gym leaders in Kanto being being as you said weaker. I think that has to do with if you're playing the Pokemon game like I am right now. I'm gonna go through the Elite Four with like maybe level fifty Pokemon. Uh, so I'm going to be under-leveled like 10 levels, 15 levels, and type advantages and powerful moves become everything. And then also using all my ethers, using all my elixirs and my healing stuff. So when you get to Kanto, other than the money you just gained by beating the Elite Four, you're pretty depleted um, if you're just going straight through. So I think that's the balancing explanation. I, yeah, but I still think that like 9 out of 10 people just have a core team. They have 6 yeah, Pokemon. Or they have or their anything. starter that's level Yeah, or they, or yeah they have their starter at level 88 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the first uh, time I played Pokemon Silver... Because uh, I I knew everything about it, like I just wanted to like experience all the things I've been reading about. For yeah. It. So it was it was really a case of for alligator at the top of the list, and he's just bodying every. He's booked like fucking Goldberg and WCW. He's just got he's he's 182 wins to zero <laughs> yeah. losses. And strength he's just slash people. strength slash surf and cut, <laughs> murdering the hell out of people. Yeah. Uh, which is a way to play Pokemon. It's certainly a, a way to play it. But. Yeah, if you enjoy that. Like, man, I, I've been, like, I, it gives me ideas to stream a Pokemon game and try different things I've never played before, like a Nuzlocke or a single monotype. You know what I mean? Uh, I recommend a Nuzlocke. A Nuzlocke, to try it once, cho- choose your favorite generation of Pokemon and just, and then you have to, you have to augment the rules. Don't just go by the books. Like, choose the rules you want because some of them get pretty pretty wild like you can only use a pokemon center once you can only heal your pokemon with items kind of stuff uh actually becomes becomes very very difficult uh in in but i would say you know things like you enter an, a, a route and you can only catch the first pokemon you yeah. encounter uh that stuff's good because that's that limits you to your team and it lets you explore pokemon uh that you just you just fucking like eradicates a good pokemon but but fuck him you know he's yeah. go away he or um, what I might try playing out uh, is Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Oh God! Yeah, totally Pokemon. legally and everything, of course. Yeah, the JoJo, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure of Pokemon games. Fuck yeah! Like that's it's, exactly why I want to play it. One. I uh, think that'd that, be a fun... that era of Pokemon's weird. That, I like, think Coliseum XD era. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun game to play on stream. It's a little bit different. It still have like the wacky pre Gen Four when your type determines what your move is. Shit. Yeah. So it'd be That's it'd be just... yeah, it'd be really weird for me getting back into that, but I think I could rock it and that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. It's just less rules, right? It's yeah. like a tag team match in AW. Yeah. Uh all right, Reed, what else have you been playing this week, if if anything? Uh I have also been playing well, Pokemon of course and Half Life. Uh what have I been playing besides that? Like I haven't yeah, I haven't really been touching a whole lot of video Sushi games. Months. A lot of Sushima. Yeah, I've been playing Sushima. Uh, me and Nick, who is the other buddy that we play Sushima with on a constant basis, uh, we played um, a Nightmare Story mode, which went very successfully. 
I was, uh, we got all the bonus objectives done. We didn't die. All that good shit. Uh, so we got some really cool cosmetics. I got that big wolf mask with all the fur behind it, which looks pretty dope. It glows red and stuff like that. So I'm psyched to get back into that with you guys. Because uh, I got like eight legendaries now. Just pouring it on me in the last couple of games. Yeah. Get those points. Get those mastery mastery objectives. Yeah, yeah. there's a, lot, a surprising amount to do in that. Um, Matt, I haven't really been playing a whole lot. I, yeah, I've just been thinking about games to play. Because um, I'm getting back into Pokemon. So I'm thinking yeah. about playing XD for the stream. Or I've been thinking about going back to Final Fantasy X. Because I've played that for a few years now at least. Damn, I don't think I've played that. Um, I don't think I've played Final Fantasy X all the way through since I started dating my partner. Wow. Yeah, which so was watch you watch you cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like that was my crutch or something, and then like I yeah. found happiness. It's like I don't need it anymore. I don't need to go play Final Fantasy X anymore. <laughs> yeah, just tactics and twelve all yeah, the time. Aaron's def- looking at you through the window, and he just turns to dust and floats. Yeah, into, yeah. Into I definitely still play tactics and twelve like every year, but those are games you don't need to invest yourself into the story with. Whereas ten is very much a like if you're playing this game, you also have to like be here for the story every step of the way. It, there's no half-ass in it, especially because you can't skip cutscenes. Sure. Um, whereas, yeah. whereas tactics, you can you can just like blow it off the top of your head because you're there for the combat. Twelve, especially, you can just All skip cutscenes. Narrations. No, I like. Uh, yeah, I like. I like it. <laughs> it's my favorite game. Um, so I've been thinking about <laughs> streaming Final Fantasy X, and then immediately following up by streaming Final Fantasy X two. And because I'll be streaming, I'll have to commit and actually finish it. I put like ten hours into ten two before. Um, yeah. but it was just it's like about the same amount of time everybody puts into it but it was just like I just I can't give a fuck about anything here like nothing it doesn't feel like there's a clear uh, narrative happening here like there's some loose like oh there might have been a sphere of Titus but we know it's not Titus because I've seen the card game um, <laughs> and so you go to just different places and they have like their own individual stories but nobody's talking like actual people it's it's not like it's even worse than ten. Uh, it's just the weirdest fucking game. I can't explain it. It's like it's the weirdest. It's how fucking the world game. gets after the the threat of annihilation is is quelled, right? That's sin is gone. Rejoice! Everybody's getting a little weird. Uh, th- th- people don't know what's important anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the logical next step for people to be. Yeah. Like, it should be a utopia. It should be like okay. It's, it's now not. Should, we can it's move not. Forward. Should be a utopia. If it's only been two, one, one or two years after Sin's been dead, there should the still Elbed, like there should integrated into society. Yeah, like there should still be a lot of tension between the Albed and the Yevonites. There should still be a lot of repair going on. Um, there should still be like uh, you know clear tension. There should there shouldn't be people that believe Yuna first of all that they're just like oh fuck yeah he's just gone forever. We'll take it. Um, <laughs> so I like I, I guess they didn't go in the most illogical ways with the different parties, the political groups. You could say it's just it's way too animated and and over the top. It's not like because Final Fantasy X had a very clear tone to it and it was very depressing and dark because you're living in this world that has this giant fucking monster that no one can really kill so it's a very solemn uh dark kind of world and so to go into 10 2 where it's all pop music and everybody is constantly just like fuck yeah dude fuck yeah it's 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 such a jarring leap 
that it's not yeah. logical. It should be a bit more toned down and people are still mourning. People are still rebuilding. There, there's definitely a brighter attitude to things, but people are still like taking their time to get back to real life. <laughs> That's my fucking rant on 10-2. God damn it. Final Fantasy tension. Uh, well, the problem is when they focus on the, the universe building, when they focus on the different factions and kingdoms and, and that kind of shit is that's when you get Final Fantasy 13 and that's when you get like 15 where there's just like we've we've built up the political backstory of this Final Fantasy world and then they hearken back to it and it's just uninteresting so like I prefer the Final Fantasy 10 approach of just tell a personal story uh, with this larger than life implication but then to make a sequel to it and yeah, not kind well, of cash well, in yeah. and, and yeah. they, they kind of had a I don't want to say a cop out it was it was a it was there's a story purpose to Titus being a fish out of water. That's literally his character is that he's he's not from this world. He's transported to this other world, but he's directly tied to the main plot regardless because of where he's from. But because oh, of that, we, but because of that, we can go through this. We can go through this story and be explained everything through Titus because he's not from there. I imagine if they're trying to do a character that was already living in Spira for a pre-established amount of time. It would have been a lot more awkward for him to show up and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is that. And it does that and then that. And everybody's like, that's right, right guy. You're right about that. He's the Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Luke so, Skywalker's yeah. A, a farm boy from Tatooine. He doesn't yeah. know what's really going on. So I can't necessarily call it like a master stroke in storytelling, but it's uh, it's definitely better than the alternative. How about that? Sure. Yeah. I'll accept that. Yeah, Final Fantasy X is a hell of a game. It's it's a hell of a game, especially the international version. The the HD version that they have with the Ten Two is 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 incredible. Uh, I have it on PS4 and PC. Um, it's good on both. the The graphic up-res is great. The option to switch between original or remastered soundtrack is very welcome. Uh, especially all the extra content. So the stuff even I haven't done. It's my favorite game of all time. I have all these hours into it, but there's a ton of content I haven't played on uh the hd version because it used to be only on the international version which was not available right. in canada or usa uh this includes dark aeons which are boss uh aeons that you fight with your characters uh and they are incredibly difficult like infamously uh and then there's also a super secret boss after that called penance who has like a bajillion HP and he's incredibly difficult and the only person you can really kill him with is Waka using his attack reels. Because uh, Waka with his ultimate weapon and using attack reels at 255 strength will just shoot off like 50 999999999s attacks, which is ridiculous. Um, Waka's the man, man. But to do, a, He's doing that with a blitz ball. Yeah, mind. it's ridiculous. Uh, um so, but to get to that level of Final Fantasy X, you have to go into the arena and you have to clear your entire sphere grid and then replace all the spheres with plus four nodes so that everybody can get, so that everybody can get 255 and max every stat so that every character is, is as best as they can be. And they all have the same abilities and access to essentially everything except, except their own unique gimmicks per, per character. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, you need to just spam walk attack reels on, like, and that's the only way to defeat all these dark aeons. And if you're not, it's a fool's errand. Are you, uh, are you trying to to explain why this is difficult? Are you trying to explain 
why you haven't done it? I, or are I'm, you saying, are you like, is this an excuse? It's a mixture. Like, yeah, it's a mixture of difficult, like yeah, it's a mixture of difficulty, and it's just it seems like such a heavy grind that I'm not willing to do because right. uh, the payoff is just the satisfaction of being these extra bosses. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy's had that for a while, though. Yeah, I guess. Like, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I might do it one day, but it seems like I would have to pour in like 200 hours just to clear that sphere grid, and it's not something I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, that's the main reason I haven't done it because I've done other shit and other games just fine. Um, yeah, fucking, fucking weird game like that. Let's, uh, let's jump back to Pokemon and tell you that Pokemon Legends Arceus had another trailer and reveal this last week and Scyther, your boy, is getting another evolution, an alternate evolution, I believe. Yes, uh, that's what Cle- Cleavor. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, this sounds like a WWE wrestler. New, new Cleavor. Yeah. Uh, Bug Rock. Uh, so so Scyther has completed the rock, paper, scissors. Uh, the, people were, were, were trolling with this because they're like, well, what the fuck is paper? Why is, how is Scyther paper? And it's like, well, he's he's in the he lives in the gr- grass, I guess. He's a flying type, though. He's bug flying, right? So you got bug flying, <laughs> bug steel, bug rock. Why is flying paper? And people were just having arguments about this anyway that game looks great uh the idea that they're doing uh not only regional variants of pokemon but new evolutions and new pokemon is very exciting uh and cleavor looks badass the the animated uh like the animated drawing of this pokemon as they always do like here's the official art of cleavor it looks fucking great yeah it, it uh, so. looks it looks exactly what it should be which is a pokemon breath of the wild Yes, yep. uh, and I like the the regional variations looking kind of uh, like old, like looking yeah prehistoric looking yeah yeah looking like the the saber tooth the proverbial saber tooth tiger. Uh, anyway, let's talk quickly about Marvel's Avengers, which is now on Game Pass. Oh my god! Uh, so the clock's ticking. It's October second. When's that Spider Man DLC dropping on the PlayStation? Well. This seems like an interesting so so. There's going to be a widely whenever that Spider-Man DLC drops, there's going to be it's going to be widely covered. People are going to want to jump on it and be like, "Look, Spider-Man's finally coming to play." And then everybody who's got it on Game Pass is going to be like, "Well, what the fuck? Why don't we get Spider-Man?" And it's going to open that can of worms all over again. And I'm oh, yeah. here for it. Oh uh, yeah. Activision Blizzard sued by U.S. Employment Commission. Uh, they immediately agreed to a settlement of 18 million dollars, which to me or you read. Uh, is, is a lot of money to Activision. They made that in Call of Duty since we've been recording this. Uh, so that's that's a bit of a bummer. A lot of people in Activision Blizzard admittedly are a little upset about that. Obviously, if everybody applies uh, for this this payout, we're talking pennies to each employee, not thousands of dollars. So uh, they Activision Blizzard and Activision will be going to court for a number of other reasons, uh, but this will not be one of them. So they're just throwing money at the problem for these lesser guys. Uh, but you unfortunately can't do that with the feds. Nope. Uh, when the government comes knocking, you can't just be like, well, here's $18 million. And they're like, no, this is going to be a little more involved. Uh, did you hear the story about uh, Christopher Judge? No, who's that? Uh, Christopher Judge is the voice of Kratos. Oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't uh, hear this. Yeah, yeah. He's sick or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it was delayed due to his health. And then something else to do with him not being uh, super big. Let's just read it. Christopher Judge, the voice actor behind Kratos in 2018's God of War, posted on Twitter Thursday... To blame the delay of 2022's God of War Ragnarok on himself and his health. According to the tweets, the Stargate SG-1 actor couldn't walk in uh, 2019, and he had to get both hips replaced, like fucking Mick Foley over here. Alongside back and knee surgery, Judge's tweets were seemingly spurred out of gratitude to the God of War community uh, for fans voted it the greatest game of all time in IGN's recent poll. Ah, see, I'm not the only one. 
<laughs> yeah, you you and the the readers of IGN.com. Uh, <laughs> over six unthreaded tweets. I don't know why that distinction is made. A judge explained that Sony Santa Monica never uh, threatened him or pestered him about his recovery during physical therapy. Studios are assholes, said judge, but Sony Santa Monica from top to bottom should give us hope. Judge called what the studio did for himself and the rest of the crew of God of War the classiest thing he's ever uh, heard of in this business. Uh, that just has his tweets here. Uh, after thanking the fans, Judge also revealed that he quit the role of Kratos when Corey Balrog, or Barlog, as he's actually called, uh, the director of 2018's uh, God of War, told him that God of War Ragnarok would have a different director. Barlog assured Judge that Eric Williams, the director behind Ragnarok, is a beast. Judge ended his tweet confirming that Williams is, in fact, a motherfucking beast. While Judge is seemingly being hard on himself, God of War fans have flooded his replies for the initial tweet with love and support for the actor's well-being. We've reached out to Sony for a comment on Judge's tweets. God of War Ragnarok is coming to the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 sometime next year. Anyway, uh, so good to hear that he's doing well. Good to hear that he stayed in the role. It'd be very bummer to be a bummer to swap him out. He's such a unique voice talent. Um, yeah. Yep. Good for good for him. I'm glad he's getting better. I'm glad Santa Monica's doing him good. I never thought that the game was going to be coming out in, like, fucking yeah. 2021. That's like, maybe the, the strangest thing about it is, like, I guess without COVID, like, we're, we're used to the delay, right? Like, maybe that game, if they had started working on that game in 2018 when that first one came out, then it, the holiday season this year or early next year would have been definitely possible. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, the elephant in the room, Reed. Uh, you're going to go see Venom tomorrow? Is that the plan? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, mixed reviews here. Uh, Great. I guess we'll wait to hear. <laughs> yeah. That's wait ex- to hear the real. Like, literally, this is the only movie where I'm so fucking psyched to hear that some people are like, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, people people can't decide if it's good or bad. That's perfect. That's yeah. exactly what you want. I'm like, yes, Venom. that's exactly what I want out of this fucking Venom movie. Uh, Nintendo Switch developers say they already have 4K dev kits. So Bloomberg reported uh, a week a week to go to the Switch OLED. By the way, Reed's got two Switches now. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm at work financing the second Switch because you're uh, you're like Kenny Omega. You got like a, a Switch gimmick. You just you just carrying them all to the ring. No, it's just, uh, my partner is using her um, her Switch a lot more lately, and Pokemon's coming out. So I kind of just need my own switch. So here I am. Made a made a grown up decision. Yeah. Uh, so apparently Bloomberg's reporting though that there were 4K Pro Switch dev kits that went out, and now we're getting mixed reports from the developers that they named, including Nintendo, who says no such thing exists, uh, that this is is not real. The Bloomberg is is saying that every if there was not a chip shortage, that instead of getting a OLED switch, we would have gotten a proper Pro. Um, console heading into the holidays now and that now maybe the plans have changed pal uh that the the switch pro as it were will be coming out a year from now uh but everybody's denying everything in a circle i don't know what bloomberg has against nintendo to release such a story a week from there like nintendo basically went neener neener uh you're wrong you've been reporting on a switch pro for like fucking 18 months wrong it's a switch oled there never was a pro and bloomberg's like oh yeah well we're gonna expose you uh, like it seems so petty at this point yeah. Uh, if you have a second, look up Konami's pro uh, eFootball game this year. It is a hoot of glitches. <laughs> it's uh, it's really good. The the hit detection, all that stuff. Uh, it's it's good. It's good. Good faces. Good animations. 
Apparently, Konami uh, announced that they are getting back into heavy game development as well, uh, stating that they're, they're looking into making continuations of the Metal Gear, the Silent Hill, and the Castlevania series, uh, starting with an MGS3 remake. That's the rumor currently. I don't have anything to back that up or deny it. But Konami has basically fleeced uh, all, all of their developers, so they, they did specifically mention they'd be looking to do partnerships and uh, get, get other developers in to... Help them do this shit. Yeah. Uh, so they dated Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. They dated it for March 18th of next year. And along with that uh, comes the pre-order bonus at GameStop, where you get a black uh, trucker hat with the mesh back and everything. Uh, and then they also uh, released more footage of the game, as well as, I believe, another demo is out. And this game looks real meme -y. This game looks like something we absolutely need to play. It looks like the, maybe the Venom of video games here. Oh, uh, that's high praise. There, there, is, there is uncut, unedited scenes of dialogue from this game where the main character is swearing and seems like he's just fallen out of another universe entirely. And this is meant to be like a Final Fantasy Dark Souls, essentially. Uh, and and the origin of the, the plight of Final Fantasy. Man, I don't know. This could be... A beautiful train wreck. I hope it's. I hope it plays good. At least, like it plays like Neo or something like that. But wasn't there a demo? Didn't you play it? No, I did not. Fuck. That was the I one that we were having trouble. Yeah, I think I downloaded download it, it yeah. and it didn't work. So I'm like, hey, fuck it. You lost me now, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Peace. Uh, and then of course, Sony acquires Demon Souls remake studio. Blue Point Games is now officially under the Sony banner. Uh, they are apparently working on something original. Uh, of course, they cut their teeth making. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Demon Souls remakes, both of which they knocked out of the fucking park to so see something original from them, uh, was is probably going to be pretty cool. Yeah, um, excited. Yeah, exciting times. Read uh, this next coming week. We have Far Cry Six. I don't think you're a Far Cry boy. No, I'm uh, not. So I don't think you have to worry about that. Uh, but then uh, Metroid Dread is of course out Friday, which a lot of people are excited about. It as is the OLED Switch uh, or the Swold, as uh, I've seen the internet referring to it as, as in S W O L E D Swold. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show, I think. We're pushing up right against an hour here for a Saturday morning. I think that's good. I'm going to go see what's going on in the house. I have a wedding to attend later today, but maybe before that we can fit in some Ghosts of Tsushima. We should not seek revenge. But we will. But we will. <laughs> for myself, Lee, and for Reed, hit us up at Iceberg Podcast on Twitter. Lee at is our email address. If you uh, send us questions, topics, might include them in the show if they're interesting enough. Otherwise, uh, everybody have a very good week. Enjoy fall and uh, all your normie memes, and we'll talk to you again next week.